Welcome to the What About Marriage podcast, where two newlyweds explore marriage through the lens of personal experience. This is not about teaching, it's about discovering and learning together. Thanks for listening. Ah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to the spa. The spa. <laughs> the spa about marriage podcast. No, I'm Joshua. I'm Angelina. <laughs> back to back to order. Back to the basics. Yes. No. Uh, I said no <laughs> twice. <laughs> we are the What About okay. Marriage podcast. That we are. We are husband and wife. Yes, we are. We sit around a table on we sit at Tuesday a table. nights uh-huh. or Wednesday nights if we're lazy. Or Monday if we're proactive. Or Monday if we're super proactive. Mm-hmm. We weren't, though. We were going no. to yesterday, and I'm like, how about tomorrow? Yeah. I'm tired from the weekend. Yeah. And that's how it went. We were, we were This past weekend, we went up to Chicago for... One of my best friends, her wedding. Mm. <laughs> it was great. It was so much fun, but it was an incredibly exhausting weekend. Yes, it was. So we're we're super excited to be back at home. Last night we went for a run, made dinner, sat on the porch, watched "It's Alive" with Brad videos, ah. and, <laughs> and then went to bed. It was it was amazing. it was a, it was a very good, very good, relaxing evening. Which, if you guys don't know, it's live. Let me just give you a one-minute discourse on this. Bon Appetit is one of my favorite food publications, and they have an incredible YouTube channel. And one of Joshua and I's, our favorite (laughs) personality at Bon Appetit is Brad. And he has this, like... Brad Leone. Brad Leone. He creates these hilarious videos with his videographer, Vince. Vincenzo. Vincenzo. Vinny, bud. <laughs> Vinny. Uh, not Vince. Vinny. Vince? Vinny. You, his name is Vincent. Oh, okay. Vincent Cross. Vin. Yeah. But, like, we just finished watching them. They travel up to Alaska for a crabbing adventure. And they just, they just, oh, they're just incredible. And they're funny and they're, and you learn a lot. Perfect combination. So, that's your, that's your uh, culture, pop culture brought to you by the Jameses for the week. Yeah, that's what you need to go do. After you listen to this, <laughs> hop on YouTube. He's probably got a good 20-something yeah. videos. Yeah. And they're all... So the whole thing was started on doing things that are fermented or things that yeah, are cultures with bacteria. So he's got like kombucha. He's got... Um, sauerkraut. Well, sauerkraut. He, he had this kimchi... Man, I can't remember the one that there's like a pineapple, a fermented spicy oh, cayenne yeah. par- pineapple. It's like a traditional drink. drink from somewhere. Yeah, from South America, I believe. It looks really good. Yeah, um, piloncillo. Tepache. Tepache. Is that what it is? Is that what it is? That I sounds familiar. That sounds something alcoholic. But he like makes butter. He makes honeyed garlic. He mm. like all this crazy stuff. Fermented butter. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. I think it was just butter. Like, how do was you it just butter? But because I it's thought like, it had to be a live, but I live. could be wrong. Who knows? Who even knows? You'll know once you watch it. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, back to marriage. Back to marriage. What are we talking about this week? This week, we are talking about attraction. A-T-T-R-A-C-T-I-O-N. Did I spell that right? 
I don't one know. Hit there. Yes, that's all right. That works. <laughs> that's that's how you do it. Also, let me know if you want me to pass you the seltzer water. That's okay. what we're drinking tonight. Yeah, I've just got regular flat water, but <laughs> she's got the bubbly. Uh, <laughs> so we were talking about this. This all started way back when. I mean, okay. Let's just start at the beginning. At the very beginning. As singles. As just you were on your own, I was on my own. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, at least for me as a man, I was looking for a spouse. I was looking around. I was looking for attractive ladies. Mm-hmm. And then I found the attractive lady. And then we started dating. Then we got engaged. Then we got married. Is that me? It's you. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, I have something to tell you. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, so we all find people attractive, but that doesn't stop at marriage. Right. And I feel like that's a common misconception or it's just something that's swept under the rug a lot. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, we swept it under the rug for a while, mm-hmm. uh, during our dating relationship and for the first year and a bit of our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we kind of figured out that that's not the case. And we have to be honest with each other and we have to be honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's, um, yeah. Yeah. You, I think it's you, like... <laughs> you take it, sorry. My, my brain just well, stopped working. I think working. it's easy. It's like when you're single, it's a good thing to be attracted to people. And it, because that's how you find someone that you're interested in and someone that you might want to pursue and you might want to date and, or you might want to flirt with. And it's like it's a normal thing to be attracted to many different people. And yep. even while you're like going on dates with people, you might be dating more than one person at the same time. Yep. Um, going on dates with yeah. more than one person. Hopefully if you're actually dating, dating, you're just dating one person. Yeah. That's, that's your Everyone's own Everyone's got your own. Yep. Um, but it's like it's very normal to be attracted to more than one people and like, you know, Person. <laughs> I am struggling. Is that? Are you sure that there's a seltzer water? I didn't put any alcohol no, no, in there. No, I know. I'm kidding. It's almost like I need alcohol to normalize myself. I'm just kidding. 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 Um, but then when you get married, you still like. I feel like when we when we started dating, that attraction to other people kind of went away because I was so into you Your and bestie. so into building this relationship with you. And even in our engagement, it kind of, in early marriage, it wasn't really that big of a deal. But I feel like now that we've settled into our marriage and and it's easy to become lazy in our relationship because it feels like we've arrived, it I can, I can sense that becoming something that could, like, is more of an ongoing thing and is something that, we, that we've had to delve into because, like you said, that attraction to other people doesn't stop after you get married, but it's suddenly, suddenly it's like, more of an issue whereas mm-hmm. when you're single you could it's not as big of an issue if you're attracted to many different people and you think about a life with them or what it would be like to be with them or whatever not necessarily sexually but yeah just Let, like you can you th- you fantasize about people but when you're married you that's like that's not a, a thing that you should do right and to make that clear we're not saying like you can just go any like if you're a man or a woman you can't just go and oogle any no, man or, right, I know that's right, not right. what you were. I know that's not what you were saying. I'm just saying to clear the air there, right. like but lustfully like, thinking about something, someone is right. is wrong all the time. But when it comes to like being attracted in like a way of seeing longevity with that person, mm-hmm. that's 
that's more what we're talking about in this situation. Yeah, or even if you're like out to lunch and you see someone and you're like, ooh, yeah, he, she's cute. And then it's like at dinner or at drinks, you're like, oh, wow, that guy or that girl. And yeah. and that's like completely normal. Mm-hmm. When you're single, but when you're married, it's like you you need to protect your eyes for your spouse. Yep. So what we want to talk about is what to do when that attraction does happen mm-hmm. if you're in a committed relationship. Yeah. And what we've tried to do and what we're trying to do. Because there are there are ways that have proven to be good for us mm-hmm. and they might not work for you, but I think we both firmly believe, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we both firmly believe in these two things that we're going to be mm-hmm. talking about. Like these are good things to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I just want to set like a basic understanding here that in our marriage, we, I know that some people have maybe a little bit more of an open marriage or, have different opinions on this but for us we believe that or we've agreed to keep our eyes and our heart for each other and for each other alone and that and for us that includes not outwardly expressing um, interest in other people not taking the second look Mm -hmm. etc etc so it's like when i when we sit down to watch a movie i we don't say oh my god he is so hot Mm-hmm. that's inappropriate for us. Yep. We don't do stuff like that. So that's kind of just to give you guys an, a basic understanding of what, we, what we've what we kind of created as our boundary line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Because, hang on, one more thing okay. I want to say. <laughs> you looked at me as if it was like, all right, next thing. <laughs> one more thing I want to say is there's a difference between uh, acknowledging someone as attractive and being attracted mm. to. So I think mm-hmm. there's also like, like if someone is talking, you know, if a friend says to me, is checking out a guy, it's like, what do you think about him? If I say, yeah, he's good looking or yeah, he's handsome, like we think that that's okay because it's like, it's a matter of a fact that people are good looking and people yep. are handsome. But it crosses the line when it's like, oh my God, so sexy. Because mm-hmm. that those that kind of almost lustful expression yeah. of attraction in someone should be reserved only for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. Done with the qualifiers. All right, qualifiers. <laughs> um, so, what some of the things that we do? Um, we were. Do we want to talk about the Chattanooga trip? Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay. Do you want to tell the story? You can tell the story or from your perspective. I'll tell the want. story about my perspective, and then you can. Perfect. Okay. So we were in Chattanooga. We were walking around, hanging out. It was kind of a gloomy day. Mm-hmm. We were just kind of taking a walk down downtown on the... I think it's... Yeah, it's a pedestrian bridge. I don't yeah. think you can drive on it. No. Um, just a walk. The pedestrian walking bridge from where we were staying over to downtown by the aquarium, whatever. If you've ever been to Chattanooga, you know what we're talking about. And Jack, our dog, was with us. And we were walking across the bridge. And we were about maybe <laughs> an eighth of the way over the bridge. And he just stopped. And he wouldn't go any further because I think he knew that he was either on a bridge mm-hmm. or he was over something or I don't know. I don't know why he stopped, but we decided to turn around. Mm-hmm. And we were turning around and we were walking back. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's as much as I remember. And we got back to the end. I remember walking slow to keep Jack from freaking out in my arms. But like that, that was the only thing I remember. And we got to the end and then Angelina kind of seemed a little weird. Like as if I did something wrong and so I don't know we kind of just didn't really 
talk about it until we got back to our Airbnb. No, we talked. Or was about it, it while there. we were down by the yeah. the riverfront? We had our big fight down there. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Our yeah, and so we got down and we were talking about it. And Angelina asked me, "Why were you walking slowly on the bridge?" And I was like, "I don't even know why I was walking. Like, because of Jack, I guess. I don't know." And that's as far as I knew. And then she's like, you weren't you weren't walking slow so that you could walk behind that group of girls and look at them? And I literally <laughs> sideswiped me, just like, just a haymaker to the side. Like, I had no idea that this was something that she thought I was doing. And immediately I was like, no, like, not at all. Like, there was not a one time where I looked at this group of girls, which I personally don't even remember seeing, but this is what happened. And so I had to re what's the word? Reassure you that I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. But when you already had that set in I already had it set in my mind that you did. Yeah. Yeah. So and then you tell it from your side of story unless you just want to pick it up from there. No, I mean I for me, as soon as we got married I didn't really experience this until we got married, but I suddenly was hyper aware of what women and girls around me were wearing and how they were presenting themselves. And um, and I've gotten better about it now. Um, but I used to be, like, so incredibly fearful that if anyone was wearing anything inappropriate or, like, cleavage hanging out or butt hanging out or, or a really attractive woman or a really beautiful woman, I just... I was so scared that you were going to look at that or look at someone and see them as more attractive or more desirable than me. And so I struggled so much with this fear of being left for someone who is better than me, more fit than me, more attractive than me, more whatever. Um, So when we were on the bridge that day, so I'm always, I'm always, no matter where we go in public, I'm always hypersensitive of who's around us, um, especially if it's women and how what they're wearing and how they're presenting themselves and how I measure up against them, which is just terrible. And um, and it's something that we've talked about a lot in the first, you know, in our marriage. And I've gotten better at it, but it's still something where um, I it freaks me out and I get worried that even like someone else is going to tempt you or someone else is going to cause you to look twice or um, think about them in a sexual way. And so when we were walking on the bridge, this these this group of girls that were in front of us, they were probably in high school. They were super young. Um, but they were all wearing, like, hella booty shorts. And, like, the kind where half the butt's hanging out. And this was the group of women that, like, we'd been walking pretty fast, and then all of a sudden we came up on this group, and um, I went up onto the sidewalk and w- to walk around them because it made, it made me very uncomfortable, and Joshua stayed behind them. And so I got to the end of the bridge before him, and he stayed behind them the whole way. And so that, to me, was like, well, if he was walking behind them, then there's no way that he wouldn't have seen that. Um, and... And so then in my mind, I immediately made a jump to, well, if he saw it, then he probably looked twice, and he probably lusted after them. And obviously that's my mistake in making those assumptions because he hadn't even realized. Um, and it's, 
I don't know, but that, yeah, that's what happened. And then we ended up having a huge fight about it. And, um, but that kind of led to us putting a few more guards or whatever in yeah, place. for safety. Because we, before then, we would only ever talk about it if it was like one of us did something that we felt like we needed to bring to the other person mm-hmm. or, um, or things like that where it was like, were you looking at that person? Mm-hmm. And so we set up this system to kind of give both of us peace of mind and to hold both of us accountable. Um, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. So the system, we, we went back to the Airbnb and we were talking about it. And it's like, like we, we just never really talked about it. We never, as you said, like we would come to each other in special circumstances. But I remember we were talking with one of our family members um, and she was talking about how at the end of every week they get together and she asked her husband, so how have you struggled this week? Mm-hmm. And he has, he asks her the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that to us, I think when we both heard that, we were like, wow, mm-hmm. like we, we respect that a lot and we mm-hmm. think that's really good. And I think that's kind of where it ended. And then we just kind of went on from there. Yeah. And then when we talked about it back at, in Chattanooga, then it was like, whoa, Okay, we need to do this. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that we've been trying to do, which we haven't really been good at doing right Mm -hmm. just yet. But we are like that is something that we want to do, because I Mm -hmm. think we both think that that's really healthy to be able to speak to the other person about, okay, here are the things that I've struggled with. I don't have to keep this hidden away Mm -hmm. because for whatever reason, you know, Mm -hmm. so being able to talk to your partner about that. That, I don't know, that is really... Yeah. Well, I, I think it, like... It's scary as heck. Yeah. Because <laughs> you never want to hurt the other person. Right. But I think, like, for me, before we started talking about it, it was, like, this huge, ominous thing where it was, like, if you did take a second look or if you did make a mistake, then it was, like, everything was over. And, yeah. like, that just meant that, meant that you weren't who I married, you weren't who I thought you were... And so I, had, I was putting expectations on you to be not human mm-hmm. because, because we're human, we're going to mess up and like we can't avoid those temptations and we can't avoid, like you would literally have to never ever go out in public and you could still, you could still uh, lust after something in your mind. And so for me, I, having that check-in takes helps me to bring you back to a human level and acknowledge your humanity and saying that I know you're human and I know you are going to mess up. It's not if, it's when. Mm -hmm. And so putting this in place allows you the safety to tell me about that and vice versa um, without like stigmatizing it almost. Because I feel like because I was so scared of it, I was so on edge that it would happen um, and waiting for you to, to tell me something. And when nothing was told, it's like, well, how, how are you not struggling? So I think having that weekly establishes, hey, we're both human. We are going to mess up. And here's the safety for us to tell each other about that and for us to give each other grace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just had a, an idea to add to that whole system. If you carry around notebooks all day or if you mm-hmm. carry things around, take note of when something happens. So that way you can have that recorded that you can sit down and talk with the person and be like, okay, yeah, Monday there was a girl that was running that I looked at that I probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. 
or something like that, you know? Yeah. And that would help. That would allow you to not have to sit there and be like, oh, well, uh, well, that maybe that wasn't that bad. Like, right. write it down. Write right. it down right when it happens. Because you can, like, you can give yourself excuses. You justify if you, it. Yeah, and justify it if you, if you wait too long to yeah. tell it, yeah. to share it. That was just a little brain yeah, like nugget that. that came in. Little, little gold nugget. Little gold nugget of ideas. And then, um, what was the other? The one of our friends told us about. Um, oh, oh. So when there is someone, so this. What we were just sorry. That was, <laughs> that was, a, that was a burp. <laughs> that was a burp, and I was trying not to make it loud. But oh, okay, so we were just talking more about like on the street. Like if you accidentally take a second look mm-hmm. at something or if something makes you look, you know, you Whatever. know what I'm saying. Magazine, Whatever it is. Real magazine, people, real people, movies. celebrities. Right. But this one, I guess it's for the same people. But if you are with your spouse, one of our friends told us that they knew a, a pastor or someone's pastor um, that him and his wife were counselors. And so when they have, when they see someone there in their, in, in their head, they're like, oh, that person is attractive. They literally, as hard as it might be, turn right to their spouse and be like, hey, that person, I think that they're attractive. And then it takes away that mystery of like, oh, okay, so now I think they're attractive and I'm with my spouse and they don't know. Uh, And then almost what they said is when you do tell your spouse, it takes away that mystery Mm -hmm. and that hiddenness about it and then you don't feel attracted to them anymore. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, oh. Yeah. When I think a, a distinction to make is not necessarily someone that you see as attractive, but someone that you're attracted to. Because mm. I think they used it for like if they, because okay. I can see someone and be like, yeah, like I acknowledge that that person, that that guy's handsome or that that guy is good looking, but it doesn't mean that I myself am attracted to him. So I think it, I think they use that when they, when they personally feel a tug towards okay. someone that that could turn into something, something bad if they ruminate on it and. And obsess okay. over it. So they gotcha. they tell each other that to clear the air and be like, "Hey, look, this person, I sent something. So I just want you to know so that you can hold me accountable if we're in the yeah. same space together." I got it. And yeah, and, it, and then it takes that it takes that mystery out, and mm-hmm. it's no longer like, and even like for me sometimes, um, like I'll see someone, I'll be like, "Wow, she's gorgeous," and and it's like, does he notice? Like, I'll mm-hmm. think that about you. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> I just realized I was saying that and there's no one else here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if it, and, and we don't always find, like, this sounds weird to say, but we don't always find the same women attractive. Like, there's women that I think are really beautiful that you don't. And there so, are men that I think are handsome that you don't. Yeah. George Clooney, baby. Mm. Sorry, go ahead. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I, I feel like we, we just learned about this this past weekend. Katie, who was on the podcast a few episodes back, mm-hmm. what was it last week? A few episodes back. Two episodes ago. Um, she was telling us about this, so we were like, yeah. we both kind of looked at her like, well, that's kind of interesting. So mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna try that out, and we'll let, we'll let you guys know how that works for us. But I feel like that could be an even even quicker like way to keep each other. Yeah, it's to protect n- each other. Nipping it in the bud. Mm-hmm. So, in order to kind of keep ourselves grounded there are certain rules that we follow when it comes to when we do think that someone is an attractive person mm-hmm. uh those those being and we we kind of touched on before but there is that difference of being attracted to and finding someone attractive just like you were you were just talking about with when you find someone 
attractive, but you do that one. You, you know, right. you yeah, heard you it. Got, 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 yeah. So we don't ever say, wow, he, she, he or she is so hot, sexy, any kind of lustful term. Because that that in itself can be degrading and it can be like deteriorating to it's the great. emotional health of both of you and your spouse. Well, and, and not even that. It's like it's super objectifying to whoever you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Let me get on my soapbox here for a second. She I cannot up. tell you how many times I've sat in a room with women, girls, throughout middle school, high school, college, post-high school. A movie comes on. A celebrity appears on screen and all the girls like oh my god oh my god like (laughs) touching their hair touching themselves like wow he is so sexy i'm sorry y'all i don't care if you're single that's inappropriate yep like if you're if you're getting pardon the the bluntness but if you're like enacting orgasmic type reactions to someone no one needs to know that. No one Mm-mm. needs to hear that. And I Mm-mm. don't care if you're single, if you're dating, if you're in a relationship, if you're married. That's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Like, it, just because someone's a celebrity doesn't give you a free pass on them. Mm-hmm. That's okay, right. Okay, soapbox over. That's right. Plus, it's just inappropriate and it makes me feel uncomfortable. So please don't do that around me. Yep. And I also find it really annoying when men do that too. And, I mean, there are so many things wrong with catcalling and stuff like that. And I'll, I would never stand for that. If that happened in front of me, I'd be like, dude, like, what the, what the H-E double hockey sticks are you doing? But, like, I don't know. I think it's okay to acknowledge that someone is attractive. But if you are, as a man, like, even if you're single and you're just like, wow, I think, oh, man, she is just so, like, such such a sexy what i don't know it just makes me kind of like yeah. squirmy and like blah, 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 you yeah. know like i'm dirty yeah. and i want to go shower yeah um yeah i guess i was just trying to say like i feel the same way yeah. but well, and i feel way. like as women sometimes we're like when we hear like locker room talk or the way that men talk about women we get so offended and so on our high horse and yes it is inappropriate and it shouldn't happen but we women in our own way do the same exact thing so fellow women i just i just ask you to hold yourself to the same standard. You don't want a man who's who's saying degrading things, sexual degrading things about celebrity women or any woman on the street. You don't want a man like that. So don't be the woman that does that behind closed doors. Mm. Boom. Okay. All that to say, what we were gonna say is we don't we don't in our marriage and even in our dating relationship we've never given each other a free pass on celebrities. Mm-hmm. Like you know how some people will say what's what's the term people use for um, celebrity, like... Celebrity crush? No, like, that's my celebrity pass or something. Oh, your hall pass? No, it's like, it's like, if this person ever came to me and wanted me, then I, that, that's like my... Oh. There's a I term don't know for that. And I people thought it was talk, hall pass, but... No, people talk about that, like, oh, well, my husband knows that so-and-so is my celebrity... Chris Hemsworth, if yeah. he ever walked... Yeah. Like, he knows that would be out of this marriage in a heartbeat. Like, that that makes my heart hurt. And it makes me very angry. Mm-hmm. Because, no. No. That's, I'm just, I, I could talk about that for days. I mean, in any way, if you are in a relationship, sorry if you hear the stink bug buzzing around, it's being quite an <laughs> idiot. Um, but in if there's, in any way, you're comparing the person that you're with to someone else, that's wrong. Yeah. It doesn't that's matter so if they're wrong. a celebrity. Yeah, and... I mean, 
not only does that hurt yourself, allowing you to put that as a scenario in your head, Mm -hmm. but it's also like, if your spouse ever found out that like, yeah, I'm putting you next to this person, I'm like, well, these things are nice about her, these things are nice about her, and then these things are nice about you, these things are not like... Uh, are you so, kidding? No, are you kidding? Okay. No, we no. we have very strong opinions of, about that. Just because I I work in an all male workplace and I hear things being said all the time that I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. you know, and I have to stand up for that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to stand up because I'm shy. But that's how mm-hmm. that's how I've because I would come home and I'd tell you stories about things that happen and, it's and like, I like just fume and I'm like, I'm sorry, like I. I should have stood up for that. I should have. Mm-hmm. And it's good it's good practice, but I have to yeah. I have to nut up or shut up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Anyway. Well, we just we we just this is not an easy thing for us to talk about. No. Um, but it's real and it's happening in our lives and it's something that we're trying to work through. So um, if you if this is something that you guys deal with in your relationships in your marriages whatever and you have any insight in it any tips or anything that you've done to hold each other accountable or to create a safe space for each other um in that or how to love each other through that we'd love to hear from you guys and Mm -hmm. continue this conversation offline yeah and it's scary it is it's scary to think about that but ultimately you want a marriage that's honest judge free and open mm-hmm. and judgment free what did i say judge free well unless you're married we don't want to no a lawyer judge or judge or whatever yeah <laughs> uh but it's all for your marriage mm-hmm. so what's what's a few minutes of i mean it could be longer than that but like what's a few minutes of pain or disappointment if it means that your marriage is going to be that much stronger right. and it like one thing that, too, I want to just put a disclaimer out there. Um, it's hard for me to trust you sometimes, and not because you've done anything to ruin that, but just because of other people that I was with before you um, that ruined that trust. And so that's something that I brought into our marriage that impacts this, mm. this, you know, dealing with attraction, is that it, I, everything within me, tells me to not trust you when you say that you know you weren't looking or you didn't um so that's another thing that we that I and us together have had to work through is how do I grow my trust despite my past experiences how do I grow that trust and believe you when you say what you say Mm -hmm. so I just want to want to put that out there that's that's my own personal struggle I don't like I'm all for trust advocating that but it's something that i'm that i'm working through mm-hmm. yeah that's anyway. a good insight anyway <sighs> let's go to bed phew that was tough that was tough but so good you know well my mama said just roll up your sleeves and put some elbow grease into it and you can do anything daddy bought truck <laughs> It's time for us to go. It's definitely time for us to go. (laughs) All right, guys. We will talk to you next week. Yes. Bye. Season 2 theme music was written and performed by Noah Jordan, an incredibly talented local artist.